they're coming out with a CCO <laughs> rap album. It's just poop, 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 poop. <laughs> just start. Hey, this is the Commander Cook Podcast, episode 109. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to continue the arc of the lovable loser with another deck that has button its title. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're at episode three of X and the arc of the lovable losers. We're talking about a theoretical deck that you're probably going to build right away, but haven't yet. And it's another deck that has but in its title. Or blood. Basically the same thing. Do not Google that. Under any circumstances. Definitely not. No. No. Terrible way to start the show. That was a great way to start the show, <laughs> with a laugh and a public service announcement. I suppose. Commandy today. Garna the butt flame. <laughs> yeah, Garna ate too much hot sauce. Yeah, that'd be a sweet altar, actually. Yeah. said <laughs> flames coming out of her butt, and all these other guys behind her are going, like, oh my god! Oh, their heads are on fire. <laughs> Garna the blood flame's fist is on fire. I don't know why. Like that doesn't make no sense. Is she a con? Like where is she from? Dominaria. She's a Dominaria card. But it, he or she is he or she magical? Like is their fist on fire because they fisted somebody else who had too much hot sauce? Is did they light their hand on fire? Like you know how Blackbeard the pirate used to light his body on fire, or like from his smoking beard he'd like, or from his beard he'd like light these sticks that smoke to surround himself in smoke when he fought. Huh. I don't know what's happening in this art. Yeah, I'm not really quite sure either. It looks like some cons person and just they're the worst. They got a big axe. Whatever. It's a three through with flash for black, red, three. When she enters the battlefield, you put all creatures that were put into your graveyard this turn into your hand. From anywhere. From anywhere. Now what's the other thing that it does? Other creatures you control have haste. Excellent. Yeah. That's less relevant than the get them back into your hand thing, but she got flash. So it's like Cool. She, she's actually good if, like, post-wrath, you just get all your creatures back that died. Yeah. That's, like, also auxiliary to how we're actually using her. Excellent. Now should we talk about a whole bunch of other stuff? Agreed. Excellent. Let's start as we are wont to do with the social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list that we talk about throughout the course of the show. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, lovable losers you'd like to see us do for the rest of the arc. No nudes? No. Considering what the show's been about this far, don't send us nudes. Agreed. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts. That's your iTunes, your Google Play, your Google Machine, your Podomatic, your Spotify, all those places like that. You can find us on edhrec.com, also flipsidegaming.com, where you can use CCO promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order store-wide. Or if you missed all of that or because I mumbled my words too much, you can check out the full list of social media coordinates over at our official official home on the entire internet. CommanderCookout.com. That, that was terrible. I'm going to try that again. A dot com. <laughs> yeah. I like that better. <laughs> yeah, get uh, get your 8,000 copies of Garn of the Blood Flame from Flipside Gaming. Because yeah. they're about to skyrocket after this list, baby. Oh, 100%. Yikes. Get your 10% <laughs> off your 10-cent card. <laughs> Save one cent. But if you buy 100 copies, you can buy me a coffee if you see me at <laughs> MF in Calgary. <laughs> So just to thank me for the uh, sound MTG Finance advice. Sorry, the sound hashtag MTG Finance advice. Oh, now we're, are we those people? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> worst. No, just kidding. We like those guys. <clears throat> F you, Joel. Yeah. I helped them sort some cards last week, night. Yeah? On Thursday. Sure. Um, Man, that guy, he's got some cards, I'm telling you. We found a bunch of stuff from Legends in the Dark, including like, oh, dude, it looked like somebody took a belt sander to a Legends Sylvan library. <laughs> we, we found it and I was like, is this like half a card still? Like, what is this? It's awesome. We found some good stuff. The Lots worst. of stuff from uh, like from Mirage block to Onslaught block, just like all of that. Wow. So, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. Urza block, Tempest block. Mask, mask block. Mask block, baby. <laughs> yeah. He probably should probably trade some of those to me. Yeah, super fun. Okay, what else we got going on here? Uh, you mentioned Patreon. We've got a patron sign-up gift for this arc, Arc of Lovable Losers. Yeah, we're gonna. You're giving away uh, 
St. Patrick's Day themed arcs. Or not arcs, cards. Yeah. Um, St. Patrick's Day will be over by the time you read this, but a St. Patrick's Day funny card altar or token altar, always in style. I'm telling you. Uh, what, what did we say a couple of weeks ago? If it's on the front of a Lucky Charms box, it could potentially be painted onto a magic card. Excellent. Yeah. It's funny. All my leprechauns with their green suits end up just looking like pimps. Well, green suit and gold button with a green top yeah. hat. The thing with leprechauns is if they weren't like short and killing people with a pogo stick, they are just pimps. Well, get your pimp altars from me then, I guess, <laughs> right? Yeah. None of them were going to be available for auction on the on the Commander Cookout Facebook page. Oh my! Yeah, there was one week where I did it, so so our non patrons could uh, have a chance at getting some. But um, now your only opportunity is to become a patron. Uh, speaking of which, we've got the uh, we had fun today on the the CCO pre show for our patrons. We talked about uh, oh we did a sweet trade. I got this uh, Rakdos Lord of Riots. Yeah, from the Guild Kit. The alternate art, full art one. This one looks badass. You got those big demon-y looking wings. It's pretty cool. It's totally dope. Yeah, totally dope. I was going to buy the guild pack, but didn't because I only <laughs> wanted this card. <laughs> so now I got it. Super sweet. Final thing. Final thing. Deck giveaway. Deck giveaway. If you listen to episode 162 of Commander, if you listen to episode 162 of Commander's Brew podcast, we are, podcast. <laughs> we are teaming up with them. Teaming. Up. Up. With. With. Them. Them. And we are giving away a Alicia Who Smiles at Death deck. Excellent. You can check them out April 4th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for their launch of Battle of the Brews. We weren't allowed to talk about it two weeks ago, but now we are. Yes. And, uh, and it has nothing to do with beer, which makes me sad. No, but you know what? If if they ever invite us on the show... <clears throat> <clears throat> They live on the other side of the country. <laughs> yeah, it's a long way. And it's expensive to fly in Canada. I could fly to, like, actually fly to Mexico. I was just going to say, yeah. we could actually fly to Mexico. We could fly to Mexico, stay in Mexico for a week, get drunk, eat, fly back for the cost of a plane ticket to Toronto. All-inclusive, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we wouldn't have to pay for beer. So if we were to go and be on Battle of the Brews, um, we could we could totally beat those guys up. Absolutely. Like, I would totally backstab so hard, too. Yeah, I would front stab. That's how I live my life. But. You could front stab. I could backstab. It's like we're DPing with knives. Nice. Oh, God. Don't <laughs> just did. Don't Google that. That new, new, new. Anyways, check them out. If you want to win that deck, though, episode 162 of Commander's Brew, that deck, you can head over to Commander's Brew giveaway page and peep all the ways to follow us or yes. all the ways to win. Yes, there's a, lots of them. A follow on Facebook, a comment on our YouTube channel, a subscription to our YouTube channel, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Follow us, help us grow the show, and we will enter you in to win a super cool deck. Yeah, it is actually super cool. It's a lot of fun. Speaking of super cool decks. We have one for them today. Oh, dude, I am super excited for this one. I'm excited about how excited you are. I actually didn't, I forgot to look at the list before we came in today. So <laughs> you're I'm, the worst. That is uh, yeah. a grade A quality yeah. preparation from your boys at CCO Podcast. Yeah, we're total like Ryan's already. He's got notes. He's got all the stuff. He's super pumped. He knows the combos. He knows the interactions. He knows everything. I don't know shit. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna follow along, just like you guys. Excellent. It's gonna be awesome. Should we start? Yes. Okay, we're gonna start with creatures as we are wont to do. Typically, we do them in alphabetical order, but this time. As last week, we were going to switch it up, and then I faked it out, and we didn't. Now we are going to switch it out, and I'm going to do it by rows and columns. Yeah. Oh, God. Here we go. Archfiend of Ifnir. Just wait. Rows and columns? Like you're going to go across the row, then down to the next column, then across the row, then down to the next column? No, the other way. I'm going to go down the column, and then over to the next row, and then up the thing. It's going to be awesome. Okay. I was going to say, that's exactly alphabetical <laughs> order if you do it the way that I said. <laughs> Okay, Archfiend of Ifnir, 5 drop, 5 4, flyer. If you cycle or discard another card, put a minus 1 counter on each creature your opponent's control. Cycles for 2. Excellent. Cycling is you pay the cost, discard the card, draw a card. How about Disciple of Malice? 1 2, pro white, protection from white, for 2. Cycles for 2. Whoa, continue. Horror of the Broken Lands. Wow, I never actually read the name of that card. It just cycles for a black. And it's a 4-4 four, four for 5. 
Whenever you cycle or discard another card, Horror of the Broken Lands gets plus two, plus one to the end of turn. Sure. It's, it's right. going to be cycled, mostly. How about Lurching Rot Beast? Four, two for four, cycles for black. Full stop. Monstrous Carabid. Four, four for five, can attack each turn if able, or attacks each turn if able. Cycles for black or red hybrid. How about Ridge Ranit? Six, four for seven. There's a Crawworm's little shitty brother. Yeah. Cycles for two. Twisted Abomination. Five, three for six. Regenerates for a black. Swamp cycles for two. So this is a little bit different. Pay two, discard it, search your library for a swamp, put it into your hand. Sure. It's kind of what this deck is so far. You're still discard a swamp? <laughs> no, a twisted abomination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The point is you're still discarding it. It's still a creature. You're still getting something f back for it. Nice. This is a card I really like. Viscera Dragger. Yeah. So this is a three, three for four. Cycles for two. Unearths for black one. So unearth is if it's in your graveyard, you play black one and you get it back into play. It gains haste. And at the end of turn, you exile it. Cool. How about Wasteland Scorpion? Oh, you're snaking back up? Yeah. Wow. 2-2, two, two, Death Touch for 3, Cycles for 2. Undead Gladiator. This card's uh, this is a real card. This card's good. 3-1 for black, black 1. Cycles for black 1, but also black 1, discard a card. Any card. Neat. Probably a creature. Because it's just like cycling, because when you do that, you return it from, you turn Undead Gladiator from your graveyard to your hand. So you... Black one, discard a card, just like you were cycling for black one. Sure. But the card you draw is always Undead Gladiator, which you can, again, cycle to draw another card. So you're cool. getting more creatures into your graveyard. I dig that. And if the creature you drew from cycling Undead Gladiator is another creature, you can just discard that creature to or, get that, Gladiator. Or, or that card, whatever it is, to get your Undead Gladiator back. Cool. You can only do that ability during your upkeep, but you can cycle it whenever. Neat. How about Ruthless Sniper? Ooh, this is a one-two for one. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, you may pay one. If you do, put a minus one, minus one counter on target creatures. This acts as a little bit of a removal spell because we have such a redundancy at the cycling slot. Neat. How about Netherborn Phalanx? This acts as either a tutor or a, a win condition, and it tutors for our thing that makes it a win condition this is such a, a, a unique card i didn't even know if i knew that this card exists so it's a two four for a black five holy jesus that sucks that sucks a lot it's got transmute so to when you transmute you go black black one you discard the card so you still get your discard triggers from things you search your library for a card with the same converted mana cost as netherborn phalanx which is six and you put it into your hand so at this point, Netherborn Phalanx is in your graveyard, and you have a six-drop card in your hand. We're going to talk about that card in a minute. Now, the thing that the card actually does, when it enters the battlefield, each opponent loses one life for each creature they control. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. I like where this is going. All right, let's keep moving. We've got a Macetail Hysteridon. <laughs> what in Hystradon? I think this was errated to a dinosaur, FYI. Excellent. I probably won't play it in Grimlock. Probably not. It's a 4-4 four, four for 7. That's definitely, probably why. Yeah, definitely won't play it in Grimlock. First Strike and Haste. Still bad. Cycling, 3. Only good, I think, in this deck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how about Igneous Pouncer? Yeah, 5-1 for 6. God, these are so bad. Haste, though. Sure. Sure. Swamp Cycling, 2. Mountain Cycling, 2. So you get a Swamp or a Mountain with them. Yeah, you can't do both of those things because 2... And discard is the cost of cycling. Dig it. Yeah. No, I'm only going to be able to ask this for like another week. What the hell is happening in this picture? It looks like a starry sky and a cloud and like a little fire guy kind of coming out of a laser. Like what the hell is happening on it? I, I think that is the slope of a um, lower elevation kind of mountain range, like foothills. And that's lava running down, and he's coming out of the lava. Sure. Is that that kind of makes sense? And then <laughs> those clouds are like um, volcanic smoke and ash? I dig I it. Okay, that's, yeah. that's my interpretation of that. That, that could 100% be what that is. Okay. All right, next up we've got Chartooth Cougar. That sounds like the people that I meet at the bar now that I'm in my 30s. <laughs> Dude. 
Especially the char tooth part. Those are meth tooth cougars. Oh, man. yeah. Well, I don't know. If we go to Stab's place under the bridge yeah. by your house. Yeah, I, feel, I feel like meth tooth is an oxymoron. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't have teeth. Right. <laughs> okay, this is a 4-4 four, four for 6. You, It's got fire breathing, so you can pay a red to give it plus 1, plus 0. Oh. Don't care. Mountain cycling 2. Excellent. All right. Let's snake our way back down again. We got desert caradon. Dessert Caradon. Ooh, like a cake. Yeah, his head looks like a cake. Kind of does. Uh, I don't know. He's Kinda a 6-4 for 6, cycling red. Why are all of the cycling creatures, why do they cost so goddamn much? It's like they print them into your hand, and they like, they print them, they go in your hand. Well, this card super sucks, so I'm just going to trade it in for a different one. Uh, why did they do that? Mostly cycling is designed to smooth out limited gameplay, Ugh. and... The cyclers act as both an early game, fix your deck, fix your game, or a late game. Hey, this is this actually, like I lasted long enough for this to turn into something good. Like a six four unlimited is really good because yeah. most things in limited, top out at three power unless you get into the rare or mythic slot or are very high costed, at uh, at the common slot, which my removal can deal with your expensive thing. If I like didn't cast my cycler, now I have a big guy. Yes. Or sorry, if I didn't cycle my cycler, I can ca- now I can kill your guy. This deck is made of draft chaff. Yeah, that's why it was $29. <laughs> draft chaff like gigantic titan or grand granitic titan. Gr- granitic? I don't granitic? even know what granite. I thought it was is it just granite? Is it granite? Granite. No, there's another eye there. I don't know what the granite. It doesn't matter. It's what a it is. five four for six with menace, and it cycles for two. How about ingot chewer? This is not a cycler, but we like this one because we evoke it. So it's a three three for five. When it enters a battlefield, destroy target artifact, or you can evoke it for one, which means you cast it for one, and then it dies. Sure. <laughs> Why don't you play shriek maw for the same? I didn't even think of that, yeah. but that's actually good. Shriek Maw would go in for this on the same principle. Yeah. Well, moaning Wall. <laughs> it's a 0 5 for 3 Defender, because it's a wall, and it's a zombie. It's not irrelevant to some people, I suppose. Yeah. Cycles for 2. Rad Art also. Yeah. How about Pitchstone Wall? Dude, I found this gem like in the backwoods of like southern kentucky <laughs> like i don't know if there's woods in kentucky and sorry if you live there if that offends you but you know i found this card in the bush buried li- under some like fallen trees i live in kentucky i don't even and know there's no a- woods down here is that a kentucky what accent? the hell i don't know it's like i've never been to kentucky i kind of want to go though they have good fried chicken as long as it's not coming from kentucky fried chicken yeah good point okay all right. Let's read the card. Let's read the card. It's a 2-5 wall for three. Whenever you discard a card from your hand, you may sacrifice Pitchstone Wall. If you do, return the discarded card from your graveyard to your hand. So that acts as like a little mini... I, I cast Pitchstone Wall just because I needed a, a an X5 blocker. Sure. And then later on when I cycle something, if I want to cycle something twice, I'll just sack my Pitchstone Wall. Or if I want to both transmute and then cast my netherborn phalanx i can transmute it and remember i have to discard it sack my pitchstone wall get it back then cast it for uh for six to make my opponents lose life equal to the creatures they control i like that yeah and then i can transmute it again if i didn't want to cast it so i can actually search for a six cmc card twice with pitchstone wall cool it acts as a tutor when i have that card how about Street Wraith? Street, Street Wraith in Pitchstone Wall lets me... Okay, Street Wraith. 3-4, Swamp Walk for 5, but it cycles for Pay 2 Life. So I pay 2 Life and discard it to draw a card, sack Pitchstone Wall, pay 2 Life, discard it, draw a card. It's good. Yeah. And then with my Commander, you remember you get them back, so I cast my Commander, because I still haven't spent mana this turn. I get the Street Wraith back to my hand, pay 2 Life, draw another card. Neat. Yeah. How about Vile Manifestation? This one could actually be a win condition. So this is 0-4 for 2, cycles for 2, and then Vile Manifestation gets plus 1, plus 0 for each card with cycling in your graveyard. Ooh. So, like, every single of the 23 creatures in the deck, except for Garna and Pitchstone Wall. Sorry, so 
Uh, You're looking like 20 creatures with cycling. 21 creatures with... 20 creatures with cycling, because Ingot Tour doesn't have cycling. All right, let's do some instants and or sorceries. Unlike me, you actually play those kinds of spells. There will be some in the section this week. Yeah, I just want to say, like, there's not a whole ton of interaction at the uh, in the creature suite, so we got to get a little bit more out of the rest of our stuff. All right. And I, you know what? Some of it doesn't even... <laughs> <laughs> Some of it doesn't even interact. <laughs> okay, we're going to do the 10 instants. We're going to go in the reverse order of what we just did and start with Starstorm. Reverse Snake. That is Red Red X, deals X damage to each creature, and cycles for three. It's not a bad card. Seething Song. Yeah. Three mana, you get five red mana. Expunge. Expunge. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> what this even does. Okay, so black, two, instant, destroy target non-artifact, non-black creature. That creature cannot be regenerated. Okay, so it kills a creature. It's terror. And it cycles. So it's terror plus one mana, but you can cycle it if you didn't need to terror something. And it's got a cool art of like a missile blowing up an angel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a missile shooting an angel in, a, in the guts. It's that's, awesome. That's, that's got to be them Phyrexian shooting missiles at stuff during Urza block, right? Yeah. How about Dark Bargain? Dark B. So this is black three. This is an instant. Look at the top three cards of your library, put two of them into your hand, and the other into your graveyard. Then it deals two damage to you. Okay. You get to see three cards, and you put a creature into your graveyard. That's what you do with that. And you draw two cards. That's scrap. Three mana, destroy target artifacts, so that is shatter, but it cycles for two. Why don't you play smash instead? Does that cycle? Uh, no, but it does the same thing for the same cost, and it just draws a card. So you get to destroy an artifact and draw a card. It's the, it's the exact same. Okay, yeah. That, see that when you, when I if and when I build this deck, uh, maybe that would be something that I would tune into it, right? Could be a thing. Songs of the Damned. You love this card. I love this card. So we already have all these creatures in our graveyard. What if somewhere along that cycling chain, you know, turn five or six, when we've cycled like three or four things, we draw into a Songs of the Damned, one black, add a black for each creature in our graveyard. Then all of a sudden we just make six more black mana so we can continue to cycle. Excellent. Keep the chain going. How about, uh, speaking of keeping things going, yeah, without weakness. Two mana. Target creature you control gains indestructible until end of turn. Uh, not irrelevant. Could be a thing. It could be a thing. Cycles for two. Cool. Shadow of the Grave. Oh, baby. Shadow of the Grave right after Songs of the Damned. Return to your hand all cards in your graveyard that you cycled or discarded this turn. <laughs> so you just get them all back and you can do it all again with your song mana. And it has a badass art. Yeah. That Hold is, on a sec. Your song mana, your seething song mana, or your other ritual mana that we're going to get to. Ooh. Rakdos Charm. Just This is just straight up good. Okay, so exile all cards in target player's graveyard. Do not target your own graveyard. Never. Do not. Or destroy target artifact. Fine. Always relevant. Or... Each creature deals one damage to its controller. Pretty good. Probably I'm not going to have very many creatures in play, and they're all going to be in my yard. But your deck from last week, you're going to have lots. Yeah. So, like, take 20. You can toast a uh, creature player or a swarmer or a Cranko list. Or yeah, or, yeah, or late game when everybody's at, like, you know, that 10 to 15 life and somebody just does something that puts them over the top or whatever. You just, like, Rakdos Charm, you take eight, then attack you, and, like, three of my dudes get through, you die. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last one, Cabal Ritual. Black, one, you get three black to your mana pool. But if you have Threshold... Which you will. You will, because you're discarding your cards. You get five black instead, so it turns into like a better seething song. Sorcery time. Ambitions cost. Draw three, lose three life for three mana. Four mana. Sorry, yeah, that's what I meant. Final parting. Ah, now remember Garna's ability says graveyard from anywhere this turn. Yes. So final parting is... Black, black, three. Search your library for two cards. Put one into your hand, the other into your graveyard. Ooh, I, I like that. I put probably a cycler into my graveyard or a creature of some type. And then I search for maybe one of two cards that we're going to get to. Next up, we have Lay Waste. Destroy target land for four mana or cycle for two. Excellent. Read the bones. Scry two, draw two, lose two life. Three mana. Tormenting voice. This is a neat, this, this is neat. Red one. As an additional cost, you discard a card. Yeah. A creature. Chuck whatever, yeah. Chuck a creature specifically. Draw two cards. So it it cycles itself at the cost of just ditching something, then you draw two cards. So it's like you cycled something for one mana, you cycled Tormenting Voice for one mana, then you draw your two. 
It ex it like it's cycle two for two mana. This tormenting voice, the art actually is one of my favorite altars you've ever done. Oh, yeah. You did that one where it was like hearts, stars, and horseshoes, clovers, blooms, and like they were all that like really jagged, loud looking writing. Yeah, like all the, around like his the head. Joker, right? Where the Joker's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. yeah, and dude's yeah. looking like he's going nuts. It's awesome. He's like, no more fucking cereal. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, one, I thought this is wander to death, but it's wander in death. Uh, it's a three mana return two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand, which is useful in this deck. To get that, uh, what is it, that uh, Phalanx guy? The one that deals damage to each yeah. year for each creature you control? Yes. Um, you can get that back, or you could cycle it for two. And you get your Street Wraith back, pay two mana, draw Oh, yeah, cards. and you can get your Street Wraith back, too, and just draw more cards. It's pretty good. Twilight's Call. Now, this is one of the things that you could potentially tutor for with your final parting. And you love this card. I love this card. So it's black, black, four. You can cast it as an instant if you go black, black, six. Yeah. That's lots, and I probably don't need to in this deck. Although, Garna has Flash. Twilight's Call could have Flash. Uh, you could do a lot of this kind of stuff on the end of your opponent's turn and then untap and then, like, swing for the win. Yeah. So what does Twilight's Call do? It returns all creatures from all graveyards to the battlefield. So you get a bunch of your big, jank dudes, and everybody else gets whatever they had. Yeah, you could go uh, like uh, Rakdos Charm uh, into Twilight's Call at the end of somebody's turn. Or Rakdos Charm, one turn, next turn, Twilight's Call, and then attack the guy who didn't have a graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. Could be good. Garna gives your guys haste too, so if you could yeah. do it all in one turn, you Garna do, gives you guys haste. They just do Garna at the end of their turn, Twilight's Call on your turn, your guys have haste swing. Oh, yeah. See, that works too. Yeah. Brando plays the magic's good. <laughs> I will slice and Dice. Oh, yeah. Deals four damage to each creature for six mana, or it cycles for three. When you cycle it, it deals one damage to each creature. I like cards that do that. I think yeah, cool. it's like a mini Wrath or like a little bit bigger, like a Wrath that's going to get mostly everything. I didn't see Decree of Pain or Decree of Annihilation, so I'm a little disappointed, but we'll see. We haven't got through the whole deck yet. Knight's Whisper. Ah, black one. Draw two, lose two. Uh, oh, that's it. Yeah. Draw two, lose two. It's for, good. For two. Grave Upheaval. I like this one. So this is a six mana... Put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gains haste. Put target creature card from a graveyard. That's awesome. Not bad with that phalanx guy that makes your opponents lose life if they have lots of creatures. Yeah. Or you could get like the dinosaur that's in the picture or the big hydra thing that's in the picture or this weird turtle looking thing that's in the picture. Yeah. And the other thing about this card is it basic land cycles for two. So you can get a basic mountain or a basic swamp. Four two. How about Ancient Craving? Ah, four mana, draw three, lose three. It It is Ambition's Cost. It's the same card. It's the same card. Yeah. Cathartic Reunion. Yes. As an additional cost to cast, discard two cards. Just just ditch two creatures, and it's red one. Then you draw three cards, so it cycles three for red one. That's really good in uh, Modern Dredge. Yeah. Yeah. Last one standing. Oh, baby, Battle Bond Wrath. Okay, th I, we never played this card before. Black, red, one. Choose a creature at random, then destroy the rest. <laughs> I love I love the picture oh, on this dude, card. This, this is a little goblin with like a flaming sword, and he's just standing on top of all these dead people. He's like, yeah, I, I want somehow. I don't know what happened, but I'm here. So good. Uh, Razaketh's right. Ah, so this is another tutor, but it's got cycling, so I'm not sure if I tutor with it or if I cycle with it. You probably tutor with it. It costs five, though. So it's black, black, three, search for a, a, a card, put it into your hand, or cycle for black. If you're just playing it because it says cycle for a black on it, I'm sure you could probably find another creature. Probably. But it's a tutor your, and a pinch. Which makes your overall win strategy more efficient. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing, though. I didn't count it in the spike spice calculator. It's a tutor. It's a tutor. It's a tutor. I'm playing two other tutors in addition to that card, and I'm still above 50. If we turn that into a cycling creature, I'm still above 50 on the spice calculator, and I'm playing three tutors right now. It's a tutor. Continue. Smoldering Suns. That is three damage to each creature for three mana, or it cycles for three. It's another mini wrath, right? So I don't, I don't care if there's my creatures die. I don't usually have a lot of creatures, so I'll just kill all yours. How about Violent Impact? 
I feel like you like this one. I do. <laughs> it just looked like this dude in like this crater. Somebody just stomped on him real good. Yeah. Just left him there. Destroy target artifact or land for three mana. Cycles for two. Speaking of dudes getting stomped on, I watched the 2007 King Kong movie last night. <laughs> it's a good show. <laughs> Peter Jackson did it, right? Uh, no, a different one. That was He did the one that was before this one. This one was like, I think it was done by the same guys who did the new Godzilla movie. Oh. Either way, it's a cool show. I sure. Got way less props than it deserved. It's cool. It's, it's a good one. Enchantments. Enchanties. We got three. We have three of them. So I can't do my snake thing. So we're going to just have to do them in a random order instead. Let's do Tin Street Market first. Tin Street Market uh, acts as like a cycler. Okay, so it's red four for an enchant land aura. Enchanted land has tap, discard a card, draw a card. So you're, you, you're paying a land. You're tapping a land to discard a card to draw a card. So basically, it's like if you enchant a mountain, it's like red. Cycle anything in your deck. Faith of the Devoted. Three mana. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, so it works at 10 Street Market, you can pay one. If you do, each opponent loses two and you gain two life. That's really good. Yeah, that that's going to get in. I bet you that gets in like, I bet you that gets in 10 to 12 damage per opponent per game. That's a good card. That's right, and that's going to gain me 12, 14 life, whatever. I saved this one for last because I know this one. Uh, Lightning Rift. Yeah, it kind of does the same thing. This one's two instead of three. And whenever you cycle a card specifically, you pay one. If you do, Lightning Rift deals two damage or one damage. Two damage. Two damage. <laughs> to target creature or player. So this one gets creatures, which is important. Yep. But it also is going to get players. You can bring that guy that's at two down to none or four or six or whatever. You can. Yeah, just like cycle, 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 pay, pay, pay. Die. And, like, take six. Dig it. Or everybody takes six with that faith card. I like it. Yeah. All right, let's uh, do some artifacts, starting with Bone Horde. Yeah, this is like an alternate kind of backup. So it's a living weapon equipment for four. When it enters the battlefield, you get a germ, a zero-zero germ, and attach the living weapon equipment to it for free. That's what it does. Those are cool. It equips her two if you want to... If you, if you germ dies or whatever, but equipped creature gets plus X plus X, where X is the number of creature cards in all graveyards. So the, with what we're doing, pretty strong. There's lots, there's wraths, right? And if I swap out that Razaketh's right for another creature, it gets one bigger. Yeah. How about Fluctuator? Fluctuator makes this deck hum. It just, this is it. And this is like $5 card. Who cycles stuff, right? It's five bucks? Who cycles stuff? It's two mana artifact. Cycling costs up to two less to cycle. Huh. So all of your stuff that cycles for a colorless or two colorless is just a free discard to draw. And you rip through your whole deck until you find your Tin Street Market and you can find your land to discard so your land can cycle with your Tin Street Market, right? Like that just rips through everything. Those are all the artifacts you're playing that aren't rocks. Correct. Your rocks are as follows. Commander Sphere, Mindstone, Prismatic Lens, Rakdos, Cluestone, Star Compass, Sol Ring, Rakdos, Locket, Unstable Obelisk. Did you say Sol Ring? Sure did. Okay. And Unstable Obelisk is important because it destroys target permanent in red-black. It does a seven-tap sack it, destroy a permanent. And Rakdos, Cluestone, and Locket both, and Commander Sphere and Mindstone all sacrifice to draw cards. So late game, lots of mana. After you've made your mana back out of them, you just sacrifice them to draw, and it helps you dig through your deck. Because you need help doing that. It's just <laughs> redundancy, right? Redundancy is a thing. And that's it. That is... Uh, it's kind of it's it. We're playing a uh, Crypt of Agadium, which gives us a black for each black creature in our graveyard. We're playing all the cycling lands, Canyon Slough, Baron Moor, Desert of the Glorified, Desert of the Fervent. Uh, what else is there? Forgotten Cave. Forgotten Cave, Polluted Mire, Smoldering Crater, and then everything else is basics or cheap fetches. Yeah, I played yeah. Uh, I played like one Evolving Wilds just in case I needed to fetch for like a mountain or a swamp if I was like color screwed. And I got a command tower in there just for the same reason. And I just tried to keep the mana base like super cheap. Dig it. And I, one thing I really appreciate about this, now that we've looked at all the cards in it, I really like the flavor of Amonkhet. I know I've talked about this on the show before. I just like all the whole deserty, like scorched world mythos. I really like that. And there's a lot of Amonkhet stuff in here, so that's cool. Yeah, and then Nikki B came around and just messed the whole place up. So it just looked like a, it looked like the 
plagues of the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hashtag Dark Sun, if you've ever played D&D. That's, Is that a thing? That's where they got virtually everything in Amonkhet from. Uh, yeah, I like, mean, that, yeah, they, they, yeah. they're owned by the same company. Oh, yeah, 100%. Innistrad was like that. Theros was like yeah. that. Innistrad was Ravenloft. It's the whole thing. Even right down to the dragon that comes and destroys everybody on the earth, Nickel Bolas, the dragon. It's a whole thing. Fight I'm, me on it. It's true. I'm I'm down. I'm okay with all this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly hurting about it either. So, so ho- hold on. Let's let's look at some of the little stats that we track for these things. Uh, not including cyclers, we've got twelve instances of card draw. It's lots in a Rakdos deck. Yeah, that's like your cathartic reunion, your ambitions cost, your Tin Street Market, that stuff, right? Yeah, all your rocks that. <clears throat> Sack to draw cards. We've got mass removal, sort of, in um, in those, like, deal four to everything. Sure. Right? We've got some targeted artifact and creature destruction if we decide not to cycle our cards. And I played the cycling versions of, like, Terror, for example, in that expunge or whatever it was called. Yeah. Just to help me rip through my deck if I didn't need to use it. Why not Decree of Pain? I didn't cast Decree of Pain because it's so expensive to cast. Decree of Pain should probably be in the deck. Though. It's a pretty good card, I think. Right? Like, Maybe not Decree of Annihilation, but Decree of Pain, I think, would Decree be Decree of Pain it. probably draws you 10 cards when you cast it for 8 mana or whatever it is, or kills a bunch of creatures at X2 or less. Yeah, and, and draws you a card. And like draws you a card. Like, I should probably play that card. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Mana rocks, ramps, rituals, dorks, whatever you want to call it, 12. And I'm counting fluctuator in there because I want to cycle. And it just <laughs> makes cycling cost zero. Yeah. Right? It's like uh, in your mono red deck, you're counting your like ruby medallion as a mana rock. Yeah. Because it's going to save you like two or three mana per turn. That fluctuator is going to save me like 10 mana a turn. <laughs> and then cyclers, 35. Wow. Okay. So real quick, uh, we usually don't do the how to play the deck, but real fast- Point form, what exactly, how does the combo work? Win the game for us. Um, it's not so much a combo as it is like I'm just being able to redundancy my opponent out and recur my opponent out and continue to get value. But if I was going to find a way to do it, I would probably tutor for Netherborn Phalanx and or get him into my graveyard because that is going to... When it enters the battlefield, it's going to make my opponents lose life for each creature they control. Right. So probably I could... Oh, get this. Final parting, get Netherborn Phalanx into my graveyard, and find Twilight's Call. Right. Get Twilight's Call back into my hand. Yep. Or sorry, get get Netherborn Phalanx back into play, triggering Netherborn Phalanx to deal damage to everybody equal to all the creatures that they just got back from Twilight's Call. Right. You could also cast Garna after transmuting Netherborn Phalanx to get it back, finding Twilight's Call, and then you have a, a an extra tutor to find your Rakdos Charm, which kind of does the same thing as Netherborn Phalanx. Right. So you can make people lose life equal to their creatures twice, right? If they don't have a ton of creatures, I want to mash reanimate, and because my guys have haste with Garna, just beat in. Like, I don't know if you noticed how many cards were... Four fours, six fours, five fours. Draft right? chaff. Yeah, draft big. chaff is like those commons in draft that cost like 98 mana have five or six power. And all I need is like four or five of them to be reanimated and to kill all of your creatures before that. Or if your deck just doesn't have a whole bunch of creatures, just bash in with haste when you didn't expect it. All right. Sneak and, attack. Yeah. And I've got some removal in there to, to keep things out of the way. And overall, I'm just outvaluing you because I don't care if you wrath I'm going to get my stuff back or I'm just going to rip through my deck until I get something back then the backup win con is the bone horde uh, even bone horde like on how many how, what do you get from bone horde like is it usually 10 is it usually 12 it'd be quite a bit it's lots in add, most cases add a couple because I'm playing a graveyard deck right so maybe it's 12 or 14 and like, then you swing in with your Garna and just Voltron them out yeah. Oh, yeah. You could Voltron him with Garna. Yeah, for sure. I was gonna say though, like you could you could tutor or just have Bone Horde, and like if you see an opportunity, just kill somebody with Bone Horde because it's going to it's gonna deal somewhere between ten and twenty damage. It's pretty good. And people are routinely at ten to twenty life <laughs> when they're just playing Commander, right? Like this deck isn't trying to win on turn three. No, these casual lovable loser decks are not trying to win turn one two three four but yeah man i just i love this deck now 
why is this deck so cool and so fun sounding, but only has 66 lists? Maybe we start with the weaknesses? Sure. Can I guess what the first one is? Bajookabog? Yes. Yes. That's the first weakness, right? A little bit weak to graveyard hate is my note. Yes. <laughs> a little bit. You have one answer to a Leyline of the Void or a Rest in Peace. And yeah. that deck, it, that card does make it so I don't I don't think you can win. Yeah, right? Like, you've got your, you've got your ability to instant speed Twilight's Call. Okay. You've got your unstable obelisk to destroy target enchantment there's a couple other ways in like artifacts that you can destroy permanence but as soon as you have to start actually casting the cards in this deck because your graveyard's no good you're screwed yeah and as soon as you start to take away cyclers tutors or rituals that help you rip, rip through your deck you're diluting what the deck's doing we talked about that last week right yep. tana last week was your token producer and everything else was to supplement that Yes. I need everything that's in this deck. So if somebody's playing anti-graveyard.deck, ah. Yeah, and most decks will have some kind of graveyard hate. So you do kind of run into a a difficulty there. Yeah. Mo- yeah most people are playing a Tormon's Crypt or a just, you know, something to deal with a graveyard because of strategies like this one, which are very, very powerful. Yeah. And the other thing is there it's, it's easy to remove key cards in the strategy, right? Like, I'm not making huge amounts of mana on turns that I'm not casting rituals. So if you take care of my commander, sure, she's got an enter the battlefield ability, but I also need her to give my guys haste. So if she dies and I don't get an attack off, then I got to pay seven for her next time, then nine. And that's not good. Um, it's easy to remove cards like Fluctuator, which is just an artifact. Yeah, it's a, it's a glass cannon is what we call decks like that, where it's very, very powerful, but like it's easily broken. Dude, I love decks like that though. That's like my jam, I'm telling you. Because, I mean, even at the end of the day, your alpha strikes swing in unless it's precipitated by a wrath or in the off chance it's precipitated by a twilight's call and I got all my guys back too. Yeah. There are decks that are just going to have bigger dudes than you. Correct. Like bigger, better dudes than you. And it's like, oh, And that's, that's kind of my next weakness is there's not a whole ton of very powerful cards. All of the cards work together in a synergistic way to be powerful, but... Uh, like uh, lightning, whatever, cycle it, deal two damage. Like, big deal, what's two damage? I got to cycle like t- 20 things. Yeah, which you're going to do probably, but you've only knocked out one person. Yeah, then I got to do 80 more damage after that, right? Yeah. All right, so moving to the strengths. Um, I think that it's unique. It is. There's 66 Garnalists out there, and most of them are going to be doing aristocrats, reanimator type shenanigans. We are cycling. We are cycling to win the game. And we're riding a bike. And there are a, a bike sound, like a bing, bell. Bring, bring. <laughs> There's a ton of cycling redundancies, which is always a welcome um, trait for a off the wall deck. It's kind of cool when you do something that's not always done, and there is so much redundancy for it. Yeah, like if we were trying to do like I don't know whatever, like ooze tribal. Ooze tribal. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Or dinosaur tribal, like two years ago. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, you just can't really do it. Yeah, because there's only so many things that do that. Cycling is an effect that's been around for a long time. Yeah, it's like the opposite of the Zata effect. Yeah. I need a card to do this, and there just happens to be like 500 cards that cycle. Neat. Across all the colors, if I wanted to do a five-color cycling deck. Which you definitely don't. Oh, (laughs) it's going to be next arc. Just kidding. kidding. Arc Um, of the five-color bad stuff? Yes. That would be a hell of an arc. Next strength, super budget. (laughs) Let's take a look at the... Tappedout.net has it listed at forty-one ninety-four American, which roughly translated is about seven thousand two hundred and sixty-three ninety-one Canadian. Yeah, so if you're living in the land of the free, um, or like China, where all these cards are available and counterfeit, <laughs> you can build this for like lunch money. Yeah, and that was after I added up like some expensive cards. What are the expensive cards? Hang on, let me let's 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 take a look. So when you say expensive cards, you mean the Fluctuator, which is six bucks. Yes, but also Street Wraith. It's uh, like three dollars. It's less than a Sol Ring. Whatever. Seething Song is two bucks. Night's Whisper is two bucks. Crypt of Agadim's two bucks. Command Tower is two bucks. Like the the, the most expensive card in this deck is six dollars, and it's Fluctuator. Goes in every cycling deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's ninety two cards that are below two dollars. That's fairly significant, I would say. Yeah. 
So that's like 42 bucks. It's super budget. It's resilient. I know we talked about it bending over to like repeated graveyard hate or like continuous graveyard hate. Yeah, or I mean one one well-timed graveyard hate, I would say. Uh, yeah. Because if you go Twilight's Call and then we go... Response. Response. Let's just say Route. No, not Route. Isn't Route Instant Speed Wrath of God? Well, yeah. Route. Bajukabog. You're you're done. You're done now. That was a terrible example. That's a great example. Uh, you, 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 can't, I, you, you fill your graveyard with enough stuff to kill all of your dudes. Oh, you're talking about Twilight's Call Not On My Turn. Twilight, well, no, after you've Twilight's Let's call. do this whole thing again, because that's a terrible example. If you Twilight's Call, put all of your creatures into play, yep. I kill all of them and remove your graveyard from the game, you have lost the game. And I you agree. Can, and you can do that with Route, because Route is an instant speed wrath. So you don't even get to hit somebody after your big Twilight's Call. Still a terrible example. It's a great example. If somebody, if I go Twilight's Call and somebody goes Rakdos Charm, better example. If I go Twilight's Call and somebody goes activate my... You want Rakdos Charm. That's part of your win condition. No, they Rakdos Charm me and remove my graveyard from the game. Oh, yeah. They activate their desert that removes my graveyard from the game. Yeah. Right? They sacrifice their Tormod's Crypt. Yeah. Yeah. See, those are even more. Those are even more likely to happen than what I said. Yeah, that's why they're better examples. Yeah. Well, if you want to make the deck sound super fragile, I was trying to help you, man. No, the deck is super fragile. Yeah. I'm not beating around the bush. But to that route with no graveyard removal to follow, I can just rebuild. Yeah, I, my creatures are still in my graveyard. That's still where I want them. Kinda, I can still get them all back um, to my hand if I cast my commander again. Yeah. So I can rebuild, and that is one of the strengths is I don't care about wraths. Yeah. And wraths ultimately are more common than graveyard removal. Sure. They they are, I think. Yeah, they probably are. Um, Although they're not present in every deck. Like wraths? Some, yeah. Every deck plays graveyard removal. Not every deck can play a wrath. I disagree on both parts. Every deck can play wrath. What's the what's the wrath that hurts this deck in blue? Cyclonic Rift? Puts all of your cycling cards back in your hand? Oh, yeah, that's super bad for you. Well, it also puts my Fluctuator back into my hand. Uh, <laughs> when I when all my guys have haste, because Garna... That actually rebuilds you faster. Yeah, than, that's okay, but it prevents me wrath. from winning that turn, right? I guess. Uh, it puts all my mana rocks back into my hand. Um, but it's not a wrath. It's evacuation. Not a wrath of... uh, what is it? Ether Snipe? How about green? Green, uh, well, green's going to have bigger creatures than me, so I'm probably not going to smash into them. They don't have a wrath per se that gets me because I'm not playing flyers other than like my Archfiend of Ifnir or whatever. But they do have graveyard hate that's going to get But they you. do have graveyard hate yeah. that's going to get me, right? Yeah. So every color does have a way to stop it. You're yeah. right. Last strength, it operates on a strange axis. And Absolutely. That, that is what makes it weak, but if somebody just doesn't have that wrath it's or good, just yeah. doesn't have that piece of graveyard hate... I'm okay with this. I'm going to add a quick... I, th I think this is a weakness in the manner that we talk about decks sometimes. Yep. Where you could, in this deck, have a turn that's effing long. Oh. And then do nothing. Yeah. You could just whiff. Yep. Or miss something three cycles ago that you can't go back to. And you just... You're wasting everybody's time now. It's the kind of deck that would probably take practice. Yep. And when you tutor or when you cycle... When you tutor, you need to know exactly what you need. Yep. Or when you cycle, you need to know the exact type of thing that you need to draw to continue. Yep. Right? If you don't have that down because you haven't practiced the deck like Goldfish style, yep. probably not the deck for you if you don't have time to practice it. If you play this deck without practice, this could go from either one of those ones that's like people are watching you because like, oh, this is effing cool. This guy's doing something nobody else is doing. He's cycling cards. He's drawing cards. He's doing all this stuff. And powerful. Two, I'm playing this with a stranger and it's the first time I've played it. I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. To just people just want to punch you in the face. Yeah. And you you, you want to avoid that. So, yeah. so so practice this deck if you want to play it, which I think you probably should because it's neat. Yeah, you know what? I, I like things that, that operate on these funky axes, axes because they they allow you to maybe either step outside your magic comfort zone or they allow you to bend your mind, your magic mind around something that isn't normal. Like sweepers are good in commander. Graveyard hates good in commander. But if I can if I can move stuff around zones and operate at a weird enough time or on a weird enough axis that they that they can't touch it, it turns out to be very powerful because 
I'm either going to get around it or they're not going to have it, and then they're just going to like die. And there's lots of stuff in this deck that goes back to, I think, why EDH started in the first place, which is you want to play some of these junker oh, cards. Yeah. Like you're gonna you're getting to play all these cards that you would never play in another deck ever. I'm gonna kill you with an Ingus Pouncer by attacks. Like what is this? Like, like what are you doing? Shards of Alara Limited. Like what's wrong? <laughs> this is one of those decks where the blue player goes, "What are you bad?" Because you killed them with a bunch of junk cards, and they're just they have nothing else to say. Yeah, what are you bad? Yeah, die Ingus Pouncer for five. Exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> so good. Okay. Um. Strengths and weaknesses. It's got both. Yes. Definitely. They are pronounced on both ends of the spectrum. Doesn't make the deck bad because it's lots of fun, just they're pronounced. I talked about operating on weird axes and giving yourself time and interaction to do that. Okay, what if, talking about the budget here now. Um, the we, budget. We, yeah, the budget. It's going out the window. We like fast mana. Sure. Your, your mana crypt, mana vault. Grim Monolith. Ancient Tomb. Ancient Tomb. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Ancient Tomb. Yeah. Yeah. Even um, City of Traders. It taps for two, but when you play a land, you got to sack it. Yeah. We could probably get that back. You could probably get away with it, yeah. You know what we, you know what we might want is um, a Crucible of Worlds, because you can play your, your City of Traders every turn. Neat. Or every second turn, and you can also play land cards that you've cycled from your graveyard. That would also be good. That would be okay. That okay. used to be a deck in Legacy. Yeah. I used to play it. I like Past in Flames, so you can re-ritual. Also good. I like Yogmoss Will for the same reason. You can cycle your guy and then cast it from your graveyard. No, you can't do that. You could cycle it, draw into your Yogmoss Will, then cast stuff from your graveyard. Yes. With, with the rituals that are also in your graveyard. Also, yes. Yes. And Alhamrit's Archive, it's like $25 now. What? Yeah. If you would gain life, you gain twice that much life. If you draw cards, you draw double you draw, those cards. Draw, yeah, so cycle for free with your fluctuator. Draw two? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one I got is bonus round. Uh, red, red, one, sorcery. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery this turn, you double it. Ooh. So when you double your rituals, so you bonus round, you double all your rituals, you passed in flames, flash them all back, so double them again. So if essentially you've quadrupled all your rituals minus passed in flames mana. And you can comet storm the whole You table. could even with your ritual mana after passed in flames, you could cast bonus round again so you can get six times your rituals. Wow. Yeah. So you flash them back from passed in flames out of your graveyard after you bonus rounded out of your graveyard, you copy them twice, which is now copying like three times total. It's insane. So you can make a huge amount of mana and rip through your whole deck, but now you're playing like Yogmoss Will, Past yeah. in Flames, all these expensive Ancient cards. Ancient 2, Mana Vault, Mana 2. Now the deck costs 500 bucks, and it's still a cycling deck that bends over to a Tormont's Crypt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but if you have those cards and you want to try this type of thing, I think this is it. This I think, yeah. It, right? If you're going to do cycling, this is, a, this is a good place to start. Yeah, super awesome. Now... Looking at the spice calculator. Hang on, hang on. You forgot about card of the, of week. the week. Week, 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 week. Oh yeah, dang it! I was I was rushing into the spice calculator. Uh, what do you think? What do I think? This I, is your deck, man. I, I don't is... want to say fluctuator because you don't play it in any other deck yeah. except this. This is a hard one. This is a really hard deck to pick a card of the week from. Now this is a cool one. We had some major discussion about this. Netherborn phalanx. 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 That's what know. I'm gonna call him. Sure. Black five two four. He's a horror. Get him for your horror tribal. When he enters the battlefield, each opponent... Each opponent? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Each opponent loses one life for each creature they control. And transmute black, black, one. So you discard him, search for a six drop. So you can find rand, rad commander stuff with, with him, or you can kill the table with him. Yeah, and we like him. Like we were saying, we were saying off air, like everything in the deck kind of goes in this deck and nothing else, or it's draft chaff. But this guy... Kind of goes in Aristocrats decks, right? Sure. So you've got your Falcon, no, you've got your Zulaport Cutthroat and Blood Artist. And at two, you got Death Greeter at one. Yeah. When a creature dies, target player loses one life or something. At three, you've got that new guy that deals damage. He's a vampire, I think. I think, yeah. At sure. four, you got Falcon Wrath Noble. At six, you got this guy, cast him, and then everybody just loses a whole bunch of life. It's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't mind this one. And you can follow him up with a. Massacre Worm, he's pretty good too. Oh, yeah, Massacre Worm at six as well. And then yeah. you just like get all the life. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. So Netherborn Phalanx, he's 30. You could you could transmute this guy for Massacre Worm. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you don't even need him. Yeah, this guy's good. Yeah. So he's 38 American cents. Uh, that's about $18 Canadian. If you want to do the foil, there isn't a huge foil multiplier on him. You can find him now for two fifty. So I guess that's I guess that's technically what, like a like an eighty percent jump or something? No, it's and definitely it's like a eight hundred percent hundred percent jump. It's like an eight hundred percent jump. But still, the point is he only costs two fifty American, seventy eight fifty Canadian. Good card. Yeah, the dual deck and the Ravnica printings of him both have the same art from like 2007 or whatever, so it doesn't really look like magic art looks now, which I appreciate as well. Yeah, I'm not even sure. It looks like a bunch of, honestly, it looks like a bunch of Zerg from StarCraft. That's what that is. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. So that's it. Now, Milk List. Everybody loves the Milk List. I think that we're going to have a pretty good Milk List too. I concur. So as per EDHREC.com, this is the most popular cards at each converted mana cost. Uh, in Rakdos, or as the kids say... Cycling? Okay, at the zero drop slot. Endless one. No. <laughs> no, that that's X-Bell. That's, that's funny. That's from Rakdos that I gave you today. Yes. That's why th- he's that's in there. 100%. That's right. Um, okay, one drop slot. Sol Ring. We, I am, I'm playing it, but we, we don't count it. Yeah, we don't count those anymore. Vandalby. Vandalblast. No, nope. No, but nope. Uh, that, it's always good. Dilutes the cycling pool. Yeah. Cut it. You know what? I could add those Faithless Looting. It's fine. Because uh, you discard two cards after you cast it. It's on the milk list. Cut it. I'm not playing it anyways. Good. But it is good. Not okay. good enough. Rakdos Signet at two. No. No, I think that that one was on the EDH rec page, and I was like, no, nah, I'll play. Put the key rune instead. Yeah, something. Four drop. Diabolic Tutor. No. You forgot the three drop. Chaos Warp. <laughs> You're not playing it. No. Mind you, I could. Nah. Nah. Oh, no, because it doesn't kill. It puts it on the bottom of the library. Okay. Yeah, not good enough. Five drop, Palace Siege. Nope. Sire of Insanity at six. Nope. That'd probably be okay because it makes me discard my hand. Caravic the Merciless at seven. Nope. Decree of Pain at eight. Nope. Eh, maybe it should be in there though. Blasphemous Act at nine. Nope. Desolation Twin at ten. Nope. Path Razor of Uli at eleven. Nope. That's from Rakdos as well. So is Desolation Twin. It the Betrays at twelve. Nope. Emmercool the Promised Stand at thirteen. Nope. One Melkless match. Nice. That is a good one. I knew it was going to be Wait, a good one. What was it? That's if you count Sol Ring. You're not counting Sol Ring. I don't think there's any, was there? There's no there's no milkless matches. Oh, I was counting Sol Ring. Yeah, there's no milkless matches, dude. I'm the greatest magic player in the world. <laughs> Getting that tattooed on my back. Okay, now, Spice Calculator. Spice Calculator. Now, we cut that Razaketh's right. We're going to add whatever. Sure, yeah. Whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll cut it to, that's Decree of Pain. There's your Decree of Pain. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And that's our one milkless match. Yeah. So I, I shouldn't get that tattoo now. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing. <laughs> Now the spice calculator. Yes, sir. Okay. 22nd all time on the Rakdos page on EDHREC.com. Puts her just below Judith, the Scourge Diva, and Brand right above new. Dragon Lord Colagan. Uh, good if you're playing Rakdos Dragon Tribal. Which I guess you could do. You just play five color Dragon Tribal. It's way better. <laughs> yeah. The top end of that deck's way higher. <laughs> Uh, okay, 66 lists total. And again, patron suggestion, so thank you for that. It actually turned out to be an excellent um, thought experiment for myself, so much so that I want to build it. There you go. That's the, the mark of any successful thought experiment. I think so. In Commandy, anyways, I think especially because we've built so many decks. Yeah. Right? The, uh, the benchmark for like building something in paper now in real life is much higher. It's pretty high, and I kind of want to build this even just to play it once. I have most of the cards, draft chaff. I've got the stuff that I talked about for like souping it up. And if I didn't have anything, it cost me like what, $3 to finish out the deck? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Average CMC, I don't think matters. No. But it's 3.65. Which isn't bad. So even if it did matter. It's still pretty good. The average CMC is two colorless. <laughs> <laughs> Critical turn. I don't know if you can pop off like 10 cyclers in the first four turns and then you cast Garna. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It's it's a slow deck, I think. I think, I think a- so too. You got to have lots of mana before you can chain anything together. Two tutors, uniqueness rating. So cards different than edhrec.com main page for Garna. 44 different cards. Excellent. That's like all of them. That's lots of them. Yes, that's very good. Yeah. So you punch it all into the spice calculator, even with two tutors. I'm sitting at 51.5. Nice. Yeah. And that is your netherborn phalanx or whatever it's called. Yep. And your final parting. Excellent. Yeah. Now, if you cut the final parting because you just 
don't own one or you don't think it's as powerful as I think it is, it's really powerful. <laughs> if you cut it, 64 spicy. That's getting pretty good. That's also pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I like it too. It's cool. Before we get into final thoughts of the day, uh, if we haven't already covered your final thoughts in the strengths and weaknesses <laughs> section, um, I wanted to mention real quick on commandercookout.com. I've got an MTG Wellness article coming out in the next uh, week or two. It'll be part of this arc that's coming out. So watch for that if you like those. We've had some feedback. We've got another Candid Commander video coming out for the YouTube channel. People have liked those as well. That's cool. I like that. I, I, I like those that because those are, just, those are just so us, right? Like yeah. it's 100% us ignoring the camera and just talking commandy. Yeah. And to each other, not to CCO Nation, to each other, yeah. which I think is is awesome. Yeah. Sorry for excluding you guys for a minute, but you still get the look. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, contest rundown, final thoughts of the day. What do you think? Check out Commander's Brew. They got a new Battle of the Brews thing coming out on their YouTube channel on April 4th. Correct. So check that out for sure. They have been generous enough to allow us to give away one of the decks that they built on their show. It's unless Legend Who Smiles at Death artifact recursion list it's very very cool you can listen to it on one of their episodes 162 that's the one tell them cco sends them a great big f you or follow us help us expand the show on any of our social media platforms you can get entered in to win that deck for sure as for final thoughts of the day as much as i did kind of rag on it in the strengths and weaknesses section this is a very old school commander deck which i super duper like because it's taking an idea and a bunch of cards and a mechanic that isn't really seen or isn't really focused on anymore and it brings it to the forefront and actually builds a really fun, powerful, interesting deck and it costs a buck and a half. So go out, ask for the cards at your game store, they'll give them to you for free because they're just taking up square footage that could be taken up with, I don't know, dust or empty sleeves or the sliced off top of a booster box and they'll just give you the cards to make space for that stuff and thank you for the experience. <laughs> Hey, coming up, listen to us tomorrow on our super cool bonus episode. It was a it was a good one. And then we'll be back next week for the fourth installment of the Ark of the Lovable Losers right here on Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Plop, 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 meth. Meth, dude. <laughs>